The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And on today's podcast, we're going to continue where we left off on our Cognolytica AI education series. So we're now like three uh, episodes in, if you want to think about this, in our education series. We are going to do a few. We scatter them throughout with the interviews that we have and some of the insights from our market intelligence. And part of the reason why we like to share our education with you, first of all, many of you are coming to our AI Today podcast to learn, which is great. Podcasts are a great place to learn. Um, you know, be aware of the source of your learning. I'm not going to say don't listen to some of the vendor podcasts on AI, but they definitely have something to sell. Uh, of course, we all have something to sell, right? Because here we are, Cognolytica. We're providing education to you. And you might have heard us on a couple of podcasts. Yay, maybe you might even not even like the fact that we like to talk about some of the things that, that we have to sell. But, but we are giving away some of our education here in part to share one of the, some of the things that we do provide uh, as a larger benefit to our education subscription customers, which is available on courses.cognolitica.com. But uh, the purpose of, of this particular podcast is we do want to share it with you because we have so much learning that we've been doing since, you know, for, for years now, our education, we started doing training back in 2018 when people could actually get together into our room and actually do training in person. And then, of course, you know, uh, things changed the pandemic. We started doing our education online. We actually found there was a much bigger audience that way. And, you know, we're going to keep it that way. Not to say we won't do education in person anymore, but the the odds of getting someone in Australia and Europe and India and America together at the same time <laughs> to do training is it's pretty, pretty low, right? Exactly. So, you know, as Ron mentioned, we have been spending a lot of our time for many years now educating customers about artificial intelligence and related concepts and areas as well. We've sent at this point, you know, hundreds of companies through our training of all shapes and sizes and locations as well. So uh, we we started in person and then moved to a virtual environment even before the pandemic hit. And now, you know, we've realized that that really is the way to go for for most everybody because you can learn at your own pace. And what's nice is that now that these are all online, you can rewatch videos as needed and education. And you can also, you know, take it more than once, which was something that we couldn't do in person because we had time constraints to make sure that the course was moving, um, you know, at the projected speed that we needed it to, to make sure everybody could <laughs> fit that jam-packed education into just the few days they had with us. So we do offer role-specific education, and it's tailored for the specific objectives at your organization. We understand that not everybody has the exact same role and that executives may need different education and learning than people in procurement or those that are actually implementing AI. So we do offer a variety of different courses to fit all of those levels, from the executive level to procurement to implementers. And our education does follow best practices from both the Edison Data Science Framework, and it's also been optimized for the DOD, Department of Defense, Jake archetypes as well. So if you're following either one of those, you should definitely look at our education and see how it aligns with your needs. We offer over 50 courses and our library of content does grow regularly. So if you are an education subscriber, we encourage you to check it out, you know, fairly often just to see what's been updated and what's been added. 
because there really is something for everybody. And in this podcast today, we wanted to focus on the best practices best practices and methodologies for successful AI implementation. We have been uh, you know, running this course for quite some time and we've educated many companies on it, but we thought it was important to share this with you guys today as just a little snippet and a little clip of, of you know, the larger overall education so that you can get a taste of what the best practices best practices and methodologies are that are out there. Mm-hmm. Now, um, in our courses, one of the things that we've had for actually uh, years is a particular methodology for doing AI and machine learning called CPMAI, which we might have also shared here on the podcast in the past. And it's the Cognitive Project Management uh, for AI methodology, which is itself based on CRISPDM, which has been around for, for decades. The thing about the CRISPDM methodology is that it evolved in the world of data mining and OLAP and enterprise uh, IT systems and not with the perception of data science and machine learning and the needs for AI and also not from the perspective of agile methodologies where no one's going to basically say, hey, I need this report and you have three weeks to get it to me. Uh, you know, timing has changed in this world. People are saying, I need this report and you got like an hour, you know, yeah. <laughs> or, or I want to do this uh, discovery right now on the fly. Like I want to go in and explore this data. So of course, you know, the methodology is useful for that, but it needs to be updated. And so we spent some time uh, developing and helped it, helping to, to emerge this methodology called CPMAI. And, um, you know, in this, so here we're going to share with you some of the insights from our course on the best practices and methodologies for AI, which is a, a bit of an overview course of the methodologies that talks a little bit about not just uh, CPMAI, but other methodologies and just and also in general, how to, how to approach uh, AI projects. And the, the topic here is really about big data. Uh, no surprise, AI projects are actually big data projects. They're not application development projects. We spend quite a bit of time on this. If you think you can code your way to AI success, you are in for a very rude awakening when you actually try to do that and realize that your data stinks and your code is great, but it doesn't really matter because your data stinks and therefore uh, the machine learning model won't work. And you're going to spend 80% of your time on managing that data. And you might think, where's all my coding time? The coding is the easy part right? As a matter of fact, it's not even the most distinct part. You can go out and get open source. You can do the same things that Amazon and Microsoft and Google and Netflix are all doing. Just get, and as a matter of fact, a lot of them just giving away their technology. So clearly the code ain't the issue. They know that it's all about the data. Facebook can say, here's an open source alternative to Facebook. We will actually give you the code to build your own Facebook. Good luck building Facebook because the, the story of Facebook is not about the application. It's how exactly are you going to get a billion people on there, getting them to interact with your platform? This has also been the criticism for YouTube. It's like, it's really easy to build something like YouTube, but you can't build an audience like YouTube. And that's it. This gets into the data is more important. So in this clip, we're going to share with you from our best practices and methodologies for AI. It's on the topic of big data how it relates to AI, and then the DIKUW pyramid, the data information, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom pyramid, and what that tells us about what we need for AI and machine learning. So uh, listen to this, and uh, we hope you get something out of this education. Which means that everything that we do in AI and machine learning has to be based on data. It's not based on programming. It's not based on code. It's not based on software or or even the internet. Uh, You can do AI with really very little, you don't need to even be on the internet. You can do AI on your pocket calculator if you have the right, <laughs> you have the right stuff. But the right stuff is data, and so therefore our methodologies, the things that we do, 
on a day-to-day basis to make AI projects happen and the problems that we need to address and the processes that we need to have in place need to be focused on the data side, not on the building application code side. So this means we already have to change perhaps some of our ways of doing things because maybe the ways that we are doing things now are very much based either on the systems we have, very IT-centric, systems-oriented, or an application development, uh, application development-oriented. So we're going to do something. Maybe you're already doing these things. Maybe you're not. But we will definitely have you do them the right way. And the thing is, as we move our way up this stack, we're familiar with big data, right? Big data, the big V, the eight Vs of big data. As mentioned, prerequisite for this course, managing data. So you should be very familiar with all these aspects, all those Vs of big data. But we don't talk, how come we don't talk about big information or big knowledge or big understanding, right? (laughs) Or big wisdom, right? Well, because we're asking different things, right? It's one thing to have lots of data, even with all those Vs. It's another thing to have lots of knowledge and to have lots of understanding. Uh, of what that means. This requires us to be much more sophisticated than just managing data and moving it around. Uh, We need to be much better at processing that data and not just processing and gathering analytical insights, but even things like managing multiple models, managing multiple models at different that do different things for different audiences. So we have to move away from not just security and access and aggregation, moving up through data science, obviously analytics and machine learning, that's where we are with information, but move up to the whole area of decision science. Data science is the sexy job for the 2010s and 2020s maybe, but decision science, that might be the next career of the future. So there you go. <laughs> <It might. laughs> so, so stay tuned. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so moving on a little bit here, let's, let's talk a little bit about about what did we learn from big data? Maybe it's a little bit of a recap for for those of you that may have gone through the managing data course a little while ago. So let's let's talk about all these Vs of big data. Exactly. So, you know, we have now had a firm grasp on really being able to manage big data. And some people call it the four Vs of big data. Some people call it the eight Vs of big data or some variance in between. But really it's, you know, we're able to deal with the volume of data and, you know, how how to deal with just all of the, the volume that's coming in. Also the velocity of data. So, you know, data may be in motion. We may have streaming data, for example. And that means that we don't have much time to respond. We need to respond maybe in milliseconds. Also, we have variety of data now. So we have data that comes in many forms. We've talked about structured versus unstructured data, knowing that the majority of data we create actually is in that unstructured format. Also, we have text, we have multimedia, you know, photos, audio files, images of all sorts. So we get a whole bunch of different variety of data that's coming in and also veracity of data as well. You know, we call this is saying data in doubt. So maybe there's some uncertainty of the data. We also have value of data. You know, not all data is created the same. Visualization, velocity of data, viscosity, of data as well. So, you know, really we've been able to now get a firm grasp on big data, what it is and how to manage it. And the big shift that's happened over the past couple decades is from collecting data, which is basically, you know, what we've been doing to now understanding it and then turning that into knowledge so that we can actually 
make sense of the data that we're collecting and actually gain insights from that, conclusions and actions and insights. So we're starting to move our way up that DIKUW pyramid that we just presented. So the reason, of course, we talk about data is that, you know, knowing something and, of course, having the wisdom to, to do something with that knowledge are, are different than just, you know, having data, right? And, you know, the interesting thing about artificial intelligence is that a lot of, of what we need to do with intelligence, the, remember, perception, planning, and prediction, a lot of it has to do with information and data, and you're having that. If you don't have it, you can't, you can't perceive something you don't have. You, you can't make any predictions if you, if you don't have enough data points, and you definitely can't do any planning without information. And we've really kind of evolved quite a bit. It's actually really amazing. You know, the, the technical hardware of data storage really hasn't changed that much in the past 30, 40 years. We're still using hard drives. Maybe we've moved from magnetic media to solid state media, but we've had solid state media now for decades as well. You know, the internet is still the same internet. It's a lot faster maybe than, than it used to be, but it's still the same internet. Servers are still the same servers. Computers are the same servers. So what has changed over the last 20 years? Well, the thing that's changed is the way that we deal with information. A lot of it has to do with much better way, ways of storing that information. Maybe 20, 30 years ago, we were talking about relational databases. Companies like Microsoft, IBM, and Oracle pretty much owned that whole space. Well, it's a completely different universe now, right? Uh, we have you know, tons of different ways of storing data. We have you know, data lakes, data warehouses, lake houses, data wares. We have data marts. We have all sorts of stuff. As a matter of fact, you know, we've, we've learned from our customers, it's actually becoming hard to even choose how do you store that data because of all these different variables and how we have to query that data. So the explosion in big data is not just the quantity of data, but it's all this know-how. We, now we've learned how to manage this data. We have all this technical expertise. We have all this sort of... Uh, experience in knowing what matters and what doesn't matter. And we can do it at rapid speed. Google, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, Netflix, so many of these companies now are dealing with such an amazing amount of quantity, but it doesn't take you know four hours for you to click a button on Netflix and you have to wait for the video. No, they, they're doing it in milliseconds. So you've had to figure out how to crunch through all that data in real time. And, and dealing with like just such an enormous amount of data and provide a good user experience. So what that's taught us is that the applications themselves are important, but the data is more important. So, you know, when, a, when an organization say like Google or Facebook or Amazon are thinking about something that they want to roll out, they think first about the data. They don't think first about like, okay, what does the user interface need to look like? Okay, yeah, there's, there's still the user experience part. They're still thinking about it, but they first think about that data. And that's the way that you need to think about it too. Before you start thinking about what the system will look like from an interface, think about that data. What is that data going to come from? And what kind of intelligence and knowledge are you going to try to extract from that data? And so you, you need to think of AI projects as really a kind of big data project. It's not an application development project or an enterprise software development project. It is a big data project. And it's the same thing as like trying to, to put your arms around all the data you need. 
So uh, hopefully you uh, got something out of that. You know, this is actually part of a much longer course uh, itself. The big best practices and methodologies for successful AI implementation is the full name of that course that this uh, particular clip out came out of. The course is much longer. And that is actually part of over 50 courses on the site that we, you can pull together. You can get a certification, actually, including the certificate and no additional fees and all that sort of stuff. It's just like, we want you to be informed and educated and certified. Uh, if you go to courses.cognolytica.com, that's courses.cognolytica.com, you will be able to see this particular class, the best practices and methodologies for su successful AI implementation, and all the other courses that uh, add value to that. Yes, and this one is a mouthful, <laughs> but it is a good course. I know. <laughs> um, you know, and again, we want to just give you a little bit of information um, and a little clip of what our education has to offer so that you can really understand you know, the very breadth and depth of knowledge that we do go into and how we, we provide this really towards everybody at your organization so that this, our education can fill a need for many and not just some within your organization. So we do encourage you to check out our site so that you can see all the courses that we do offer, as well as sign up for an annual subscription. All of our education is offered um, as an annual subscription. So we will include a link directly to this best practices and methodologies for successful AI implementation course, but we'll also include a link for our overall courses.cognolytica.com so that you can sign up directly and then start taking this. We do have also suggested paths that you should take so that, you know, we recommend starting with some of our foundations and fundamentals of AI courses and, and then moving your way down. Um, this is your education. You can take it however you'd like, but that's our recommended course so that you can build your knowledge. So you're really understanding and getting the true value of each of our education and offerings. So, you know, we've hoped that you've enjoyed listening to this podcast today. And we hope if you are a regular podcast listener, thank you for, for chiming in every week and listening to what we have to say. And if you just found us recently, then welcome. And we hope that you will stick around and check out the many other podcasts that we have. We've been recording our podcast now for four years and we have almost 200 episodes. So Again, you know, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please make sure to rate us so that we can get your feedback. Uh, rate us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. As always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes, including a link to the education. Uh, so we do encourage you to check that out. And thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter, and more please visit our website at Cognolitica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolitica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.